With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy show rolling on here on a Tuesday. As we spend this whole first hour of the show going around... It's all the top tight end prospects getting intel on them as the Saints will pick in the first round of the draft two nights from now with pick 27. And we've been hearing a, a lot of rumblings. The Saints very well could go tight end at that pick. And they have interest in all three of the top tight ends. We've already head up to uh, South Dakota to talk about Dallas Goddard. Just went out to South Carolina to talk about Hayden Hurst. And now we head up to the land of Penn State to talk with Tyler Donahue of landof10.com to get the perspective on Mike Gesicki, the tight end for Penn State. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. Uh, give us a little perspective on Mike Gesicki as a tight end and how you think he's going to translate uh, at the next level. Well, he's, he is a very much in the mold of a, of a hybrid tight end, a, a guy that you can flex out if you, if you want to create matchup issues. He's someone that I think really is within line of what what is happening culturally at tight end for, for the NFL, guys who are just elite athletes, basketball kind of players. Um, the thing that people have, have kind of circled about Mike are his ability to go up and catch those balls in traffic, come down with a ton of 50-50 balls, um, and also perhaps that he is a little bit um, less evolved as a blocker than some of the other prospects maybe in this, uh, in this class. And I think it's important to note, until he got to Penn State, he was never asked to block. He was a wide receiver and a safety in high school. And, and football was really his third best sport as a young player. He was a, a big-time All-State player in basketball, New Jersey State dunk champion on the basketball court as well. And he was a big-time volleyball player. So football, he, he's kind of caught up really quickly. He had, he had some rough patches his first year or two at Penn State. Well, you know, wasn't the most reliable hands early, but he really overcame that and, and had a monster junior and senior year and leaves Happy Valley as the program's all-time tight end leader in touchdown catches and, and receptions overall. So you mentioned the volleyball. So you can probably get up and get a jump ball in the end zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he can go up there. He, he can. He, he, that's where he's such a matchup issue. Just uh, The average safety is not going to be able to – to compete with that, even if it's uh, great coverage. If the quarterback wants to have him climb a ladder and go up and get it, and Trace McSorley counted on that a few times, you know, Mike can go up and get that ball. And, uh, you know, he, he was known to jump over some teammates on celebrations in the end zone. So this guy has serious, serious leaping ability. Well, hey, look, the Saints had a guy like that, Jimmy Graham, who, uh, you know, was very successful in New Orleans for many years. Uh, it's an interesting perspective with the Saints because they brought in Ben Watson on a one-year deal who's getting up there in age, but he was very productive a couple years ago down in New Orleans. Kobe Fleener's kind of on the outs. There's a lot of thought they may move on from him. And so it, it would make sense, right, to take a, a tight end on the back end of the first round and have a guy that you would have under team control for four to five years and really kind of help develop. He's not a guy that you really need to throw out there immediately, but 
could play in a lot of tight two tight end sets with uh, with a Ben Watson and and a guy they could kind of groom. Uh, let's talk about Mike Gesicki and, and his production because you know obviously almost 600 yards of offense, but the t- the the nine touchdowns is what stands out to me. And when you look at the numbers, he had two touchdowns in each of his first two games. Then he went seven games with none, and then he capped it off with five touchdowns in the last three games of the season. What happened there where he found the end zone early in the season and late in the season, but not so much in the entire middle part of the season? Well, you'll hear about this a lot next year leading up to the draft, but Trace McSorley is an equal opportunity distributor of the football, and, and he does not pick favorites. He does not cling to certain targets, and the ball was spread a lot last year. Saquon Barkley took up a lot of receptions. Deshaun Hamilton was a big-time receiver as well. So I wouldn't chalk it up as Micah Sticky enduring through an individual funk, but I will say when the team dealt with some issues and dropped back-to-back games at Ohio State and Michigan State there, they turned to Gesicki in a big way the next few games. He had five touchdowns in the following three games, and he's somebody, even if he wasn't catching touchdowns, he was always drawing defensive interest and creating room for his teammates and then really clearing out a lot of space in the middle, which was huge because Penn State – had two rushing threats in both McSorley and Barkley who could capitalize on that. You mentioned the blocking earlier. Is that to you his biggest uh, point of emphasis on something that he has to work on getting into the league? Yeah, and he's absolutely you know taking ownership of that. It's something that he spoke about after the pro day here at Penn State, um, and he understands that is the knock on him. He also wants people to understand that he knows it, and he's working very hard to become better. His goal is, is to become that complete tight end, and compete as someone who doesn't want to have to leave the field on a third and short situation. He wants to be a guy who stays in the football field. He took he took just about every single rep for Penn State at tight end these past couple of years. Um, so he wants to keep being that kind of a weapon in the NFL. And he acknowledges that. And I think what's going to be good for him is he keeps putting on pounds. He's in the 260-pound range now, I believe. And you know it's been a steady progression on him. And being able to keep on weight has been big. Talking with Tyler Donahue here, landof10.com. I want to talk a little bit about Penn State currently, Tyler. Uh, James Franklin going into another year uh, running the program there. I think there were a lot of high expectations last year with Saquon Barkley and everything else they had going there. Uh, How do you see the team building going into next season? Because I think, you know, look, it was a great season last year, but I think expectations, a lot of people thought they could have been a playoff team. What, What are the expectations heading into another year under James Franklin? I think they're they're really still in place, especially because they bring back a, such an accomplished quarterback in Tracy McSorley, who already owns every record really among program quarterbacks um, that have played there. And along with him, I mean, they're really bringing back depth of talent they've never had before. They've got uh, their top recruiting class in program history they just signed, bringing in some monster players at various positions, two of the top tight ends prospects in the country, in fact, replacing Mike Kosicki potentially here very soon. but. They've lost three games in their past 23 games. They all came against ranked opponents, and it was a combined deficit of seven points. So this is a team that has flirted you know, very much with either being a dominant program in wins and losing by very small margins at the end of contests. So I think because of what James Franklin has done and the vision he has, he has sold to these recruits and the roster he's built, and you're seeing the NFL, they're going to be bringing a lot of Penn State players in the league this year. I think you're going to start to see that more often because you think about where this program was when Franklin got there. Um, scholarship sanctions were in place. There was obviously a, a very dark time for the program. Where it is now, where people are anticipating Big Ten championships and national title contention, and, and that's not going anywhere as long as, long as James Franklin is in the football facility. 
He is Tyler Donahue. You can follow follow his work at landof10.com or follow him on Twitter, TD's Take, T-A-K-E there on Twitter. Tyler, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the draft. Thanks a lot. We'll see uh, if uh, Mike Gesicki is a guy who will hear his name called at 27 to join the New Orleans Saints. Again, it's just, we're just, we spent the first hour kind of going around talking tight ends. If the Saints do indeed go tight end with pick 27, I think we, we covered them all there. Dallas Goddard of South Dakota State, Hayden Hurst of South Carolina, and Mike Kosicki of Penn State, kind of getting the different perspectives from all the guys who followed their careers the past few years and how all of them would fit with the Saints, their strengths and weaknesses. And honestly, if they took any of those three, I'd be completely fine with it. I think I would too, but from everything you read from people that have monitored these guys and gone back and looked at everything, it sounds like Kosicki is the most uh, raw that they that they he has the most work to do to be NFL ready. But ironically, he was the most productive, right? Which is again is odd, but he is the more ver- I guess the more vertical. They're they're just all a little bit different. He's the yeah. bigger, more vertical down the field type of guy. Um, Hurst is a guy that can really get the ball at any spot on the field and d- does a lot of work there. And it sounds like Goddard's a guy that's reliable hands and with his size and how big he is, he's going to be a guy that you can also rely on on the line a little bit to do some blocking for you. All right, here's what we're going to do. Hour number one is in the books. When we come back, hour number two, we got a lot of stuff we got to get into. The latest on the ticket situation with the Pelicans' playoff tickets for the next round. There's a lot of things going on here. The Pelicans have just issued a statement on their pre-sale. We'll get we'll get to that. We got Sean Payton talking about how close they came to taking Pat Mahomes last year, and a whole lot more. We'll get to in hour number two. It's Chris Gordy show. You and us stay there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.